You're listening to Grand Rounds Nation on ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Presenting the best Grand Rounds from across the country, I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. In this episode, we're continuing a recent session from the University of Arizona College of Medicine titled Global Pediatrics, Treatment of Scorpion Envenomation. Let's return now to presenter Dr. Leslie Boyer from the University of Arizona. So how do you prove that antivenom works? Well, if you're in Mexico, you can't because they don't have a structure for clinical trials because they don't have an FDA because it costs too much. So you don't even try. So let's pretend you're a United States pediatrician and you've just had a baby and you're feeling very vulnerable to requests to develop antidotes that will save babies' lives. And you have some colleagues that you've recently met in Mexico. And your hospital back in Tucson has a nice ICU with all the fixins and all the ability to withstand an FDA audit. So if you're a typical American, you go out and you beat the bushes for money. And you eventually get money from the U.S., FDA itself, with an orphan grant that stretches over three years and allows you to develop a new drug. You go to the state of Arizona, you go to the Arizona Biomedical Research Commission, you go to the company in Mexico, you ask the company in Mexico to make a contract with a strategic partner in the U.S., and you ask them for money too, and then you maybe even go to the National Science Foundation equivalent of Mexico, CONACYT, and you say, hey, we're doing good things together with graduate students in your country, won't you help pay? And you get all the money you can. You keep tons and tons and tons of records. It turns out that what this country does best is we do bureaucracy really thoroughly. And we might as well own up to it and be proud because it's what our partners in other countries have not learned yet. We are the best paper pushers on the planet. And then you do the research. So you come up with a theory, and our theory was this. Our thesis, actually word for word, stated in April of 2000 when I took my baby with me to Mexico was, scorpion sting victims in the United States would benefit from the use of FAB prime 2 antivenom produced in Mexico. And studies of its safety and efficacy can best be done by combining the resources of both countries. And then you consider ethics. No ICU. In Mexico, no ICU in Morenci, no ICU in Douglas or Nogales. If there's no pediatric intensive care unit, can you give a placebo? No. Can you give a placebo in Phoenix, where Arizona State University is holding a five-year supply of antivenom, which is the standard of care? No. It turns out that at the time, people here at this ICU considered it unethical to use Antivenom, presumably because it was from ASU. Actually, there were a lot, of, a lot of good reasons having to do with safety worries. And it turns out there was only two pediatric intensive care units in all of North America that were willing to consider doing a placebo-controlled double-blind trial of antivenom, and they were UMC and TMC PEDS ICUs. So then we had to figure out how to do the research itself. And I'm not going to get into detail because at least half the people in this room probably participated in the uh, journal club that covered this particular issue already. But the most important thing for me as principal investigator was selecting a meaningful primary endpoint. We knew we would have a small N, a very small number of patients enrolled. We had to have a black and white endpoint, something where the answer was, did they succeed or did they fail? Yes. No. And it had to be clear. So we actually showed this video to all the colleagues participating and said, do you think that you could tell us, is the patient doing this? Yes? No? 
And they agreed, and that was our primary endpoint. We decided on a secondary endpoint of how much midazolam the kids were being given in order to be sedated, and another secondary endpoint, which was experimental, of levels of venom in serum. And we did pretty standard types of observation that would be similar to any other clinical trial. You get a baseline, you give the drug, you give adjunctive treatment, and you check them one hour, two hours, four hours later, see how the kids are doing, and follow them up just to be sure that there wasn't a safety issue that kicked in later. And then you analyze the results, and we were very, very pleased. And for those of you who might not have seen it before, the primary result is here. And when we opened the blind and compared the placebo to the treated group, we had a very clean difference with one spontaneous resolution in a placebo recipient, and everybody else that got well was in the treatment group. Here's our secondary endpoint, how much midazolam. And by the time patients were discharged from the hospital, the amount of midazolam that they'd had if they received placebo was 70-something times higher than if they had received the real thing. This turned out to be a phenomenally strong clinical indicator of the difference between groups. With those two, we were very pleased that we had proved the efficacy of the drug, even though we had only 15-1-5 patients enrolled in the study. By the way, our serum endpoint was promising for science, but was not what was going to prove it to the FDA. And publishing in the New England Journal of Medicine is a really strange phenomenon. Because it turns out, if you are an Arizona doctor and you publish a condition that only really happens in Arizona in the U.S., then every colleague you've ever had gives you a big pat on the back and says, congratulations, wow, the New England. And the only ones that rate it are right here in this room now and half a dozen other people outside the room. Because nobody gives a hoot about scorpion sting in Boston or in California or in Texas. It doesn't cause deaths there. So nobody really read it, except where do they care about scorpion sting? Turns out they care about scorpion sting very deeply in North Africa. Turns out there are hundreds of children, perhaps thousands, in each of the countries Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia that die each year. I know of no statistics that would help us from Libya, although we have lots of reason to expect, because the scorpions live there, that there are probably many children in Libya who die of scorpion sting each year. We know there's an issue in Egypt. We know there's an issue in Israel and up through Turkey. But the hot controversy was out of Tunisia. It turns out a funny thing happened in 1999. Remember, I was pregnant. Well, I went to Mexico and I met Dr. Pisani. And then I came home and I had the baby. Two weeks after the baby was born, my brother died. I did not read The Lancet that month. I had other things on my mind. In fact, I was completely unaware that Dr. Abrug in Tunisia published the study of a lifetime in The Lancet that month. But it turns out that right about the same time that we were having this conversation with the Mexicans, and they were boasting proudly that their antivenom was able to save the lives of children, the Tunisians published a big study with several hundred patients in it, pediatric mostly, but some adult mixed in, and they had randomized them to receive the antivenom made at their Pasteur Institute or a placebo. Well, Dr. Pisani, who had helped to invent the Mexican antivenom, had a lot of pride in Mexico's abilities and a lot of faith in the statistics in Mexico that indicated that they were saving lives. And when a Brugge's article came out implying that antivenom not only did not work, 
but might cause harm because the group that received the antivenom had a lot of allergic reactions. Pasani wrote a letter to the editor saying maybe that's because they had bad antivenom. And hackles were raised on both sides of the Atlantic, and it turns out that the Mexicans and the Moroccans had a little bit of a social issue going on for a few years at the meetings. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't attend the meetings in Africa. And there were various other smaller papers and a variety of other places that this controversy about the Mexican claims of efficacy and the North African claims of lack of efficacy was going on. So we published this New England Journal article, and oh no, we have a Mexican co-author, Dr. Alejandro Alagón. He's the guy who owns the ranch. Well, Abrug read it and immediately replied with kind of a nasty letter to the editor, implying not too subtly that with 15 patients where he had had several hundred, to have an opposite result was a little suggestive that we might have fudged the data. And this was sort of a surprising thing to have someone in Tunisia care so much about our Arizona study that he would get all worked up about it. Well, people in Morocco read Tunisia's comment about Arizona's paper. And then they read Machiavelli's The Prince, and then they put that down, and then they dialed Mexico. And basically, they were rivals. The Tunisians and the Moroccans each have their own Pasteur Institute, each have their own poison control system, each have their own doctors. And whatever one of them says, the other wants to contradict. And so the Moroccans decided now was the time to get in good with the Mexican company that made the Arizona product that got into a journal with a higher impact factor than Abrug's. And they actually called the Mexican company and said, if you can get Boyer to co-author on the paper, we'll give you a contract and we'll put Echo in Mexico on a Pasteur product. So I um, flew over, kind of overwhelmed by all this, and participated in a conference in 2010 and Abrug showed up at the conference and saw that we were chatting with the people from Morocco and tapped me on the shoulder and informed me sternly that the food in Tunisia was much better than the food in Morocco and that I must come visit. And I apologized and said I was there with the Mexicans paying for my ticket, but that someday I should love to visit him. And what do you know, but just last month out came a meta-analysis in which Abrug is trying to save face. He has given credit to us for a paper that shows that North American scorpions are different from North African and that our syndrome is amenable to treatment and theirs isn't. That's an oversimplification. But he basically issued the challenge that a good scientific study should be done before anyone concludes anything about any antivenom in North Africa. Okay, so now let's pretend you're a pediatrician in Morocco and you know everything I've just told you and you're thinking about it, okay? You've got hundreds of children dying. You've got hospitals that turn these kids away untreated, saying there is nothing we can do for you and it's better to die at home. And you have been working for a long time on supportive care options, and you have a national standard that says, as soon as a patient shows up, start a dobutamine drip, and funny things like that, that, well, they're the best they can do with minimal resources. Your country's an absolute monarchy. It's actually against the law to say bad things about opinions of people in authority. So you have to be cautious how you go. You know that the previous antivenoms didn't help and maybe hurt, and why would you trust some Mexican company? And so how would you approach this question? If everything ever studied in North Africa indicated antivenom is bad, and yet this group representing the U.S. and Mexico is claiming it's good, what would you do with that information? 
So we debated it. That's the king looking over my shoulder, and he's clearly taking my side. And I'm having an argument with Alagon from Mexico about how we should approach things with the group of people in Morocco. And you go through a lot of ethical discussions, and it turns out that the Ministry of Health of the country itself is undergoing a re-engineering. They had some scandals recently where some big, bad, evil outside country drug companies were abusive of human subjects' rights within Morocco. And they had some scandals. And they decided to close the country to all further clinical trials of drugs until further notice. So they've been trying for over a year to bring their IRB and their whole ethical process and good clinical practices up to international standards. And they've got membership on the WHO committee, and they're very far along in doing it, but they haven't yet approved a clinical trial under the new system. After the big debate in Marrakesh, it's agreed by the doctors in Morocco that a placebo-controlled trial is the only way to go, because so many people do not believe in antivenom, and others do, and they want to give standard of care to everyone. But how can you do a safe and practical placebo-controlled blinded trial? Because it's got to be blinded, or there's just fraud. And it's terrible. That's part of what went wrong with the Tunisian study. How are you going to pull that off in a country lacking the infrastructure? We'll return for more from this session of Grand Rounds Nation after a short break. <laughs> 